This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today we have got a lot to talk about. It is just me today, but I am going to be getting into the Below Deck Sailing Yacht season premiere. I'm very excited to have that back. Honestly, probably my favorite franchise in the Below Deck universe at this point. We've really got a solid cast, but more on that in a little while, because first... I am going to get into the mailbag. I asked for some of your questions before I left for vacation, and I have some hot topics to get into. We're going to talk about Summer House. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills. We're going to talk about maybe even Scandaval a little bit. A lot going on, uh, and I am excited to dig into it. First of all, the biggest question, or one of the biggest questions I got asked was about the current state of Summer House. I feel like this season has kind of been a turning point for how people feel about this franchise. You know, we're seven years into this Summer House Hamptons experiment. We've had Lindsay, Carl, and Kyle Cook on for all seven seasons. Amanda's been in the mix for a long time. You know, Paige has been there for a few years now. Uh, You know, it's starting to feel like a franchise that has is getting a little long in the tooth. And obviously, on Bravo, we have this great crop of shows that have been around for a decade plus, but that's not a given when you're getting into a reality show like this. You know, it's not an automatic that you're going to have a cast that really can sustain and stick around for all of those years. And I think I think the biggest thing that Summer House is bumping up against, and I've talked about this in the past, is that the format is just pretty rigid. And at least up until now, they've been pretty reluctant to stray from that format too far. Like we get a few scenes here and there of them doing stuff in the city or, you know, going somewhere else. You know, we had Kyle and Amanda's wedding last year, or, you know, you'll see a couple of them at lunch in the city or working or meeting up. But by and large, the show still revolves around these you know, six or seven weekends that they head out to the Hamptons over the summer. And like, okay, yeah, that's what Summer House is. But I think that maybe part of the reason that the franchise, the the show is starting to feel a little bit weathered is because that format just doesn't really make sense for these people anymore. And when they're trying to cast new people, for the most part, they're bringing in younger people, people who maybe would make sense in that environment, but don't click super well with the group or just people who maybe are not that good on TV in general. So we're starting to kind of see this, I think getting more and more this season, you know, Kyle and Amanda are married now. Uh, Lindsay and Carl are varying degrees of sober and they're getting married this year. I think that something's got to change with summer house, but 
I think what's really exciting is we have a new show coming out in May that I've talked about a little bit, Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard. They are franchising this shit. We are getting a new one. It's a mostly almost all black cast. And that trailer, guys, if you have not seen the trailer for Summerhouse Martha's Vineyard, it looks fun as hell. It looks messy. It looks dramatic. It looks funny. It looks like they found a group of friends, you know, who knows? I haven't seen it yet. I don't know exactly what to expect, but it looks like they found a group of people who are both able to bring it in a TV show sense, but look like a group of friends that you would want to hang out with. And so I think that is a really smart angle for them to take. I mean, obviously there is the question of diversity on the network as a whole. And I think it's, you know, it's great that they've found another show that is really going to bring that to the network. But also just in terms of like what you want from Summer House, that's what you want. Like you want this new group of people that are just out there being messy. And, you know, I'm hopeful that they'll find a way to sort of fix the main Summer House or do something else with some of the cast. But I think that this is a smart move to sort of try something different without having to do like a hard reboot. Like thinking about what they did with Roni, where they were like, okay, we're going to basically cancel the show we already have and create two new ones. I feel like this is a way for them to sort of test the waters with that, with Summer House. Like we get a whole new show, a whole new cast, and there's no stigma of like, well, why aren't Lindsay and Carl and Amanda and Kyle and Paige and Sierra, where are they? Where's Danielle? Like justice for our summer house cast, not our summer house. It's like, it's its own thing. Like you don't see people getting mad because they're doing a new housewives show that the OG that you already love aren't on. So I'm very excited to see what summer house Martha's Vineyard is like. I don't know too much about it yet, but I think I really hope people give it a try because (laughs) I mean, there have been a lot of complaints about Summer House and they're giving you something new. And if you don't watch it, then you can't be sad that it doesn't exist. So, I mean, in terms of our existing Summer House cast, I I really think, actually, I need to see this Roni reboot first before I decide. But with, like, Lindsay, a little bit Amanda, a little bit Paige... There's always like, well, what if they graduated to Roni? And now that we have this new Roni franchise, which we haven't seen yet, that is theoretically where they would be going. So I am curious to see, and this is this Roni reboot is a huge question mark, but I'm curious to see kind of how that pans out and whether if it gets more seasons, it seems like it could be a fit for anybody from the Summer House crew. I personally don't think I need to see summer house spinoffs with the same people. Um, you know, I'm not dying for like a page and Craig show. If you are dying for that, I guess good for you, but I, I, I don't think there are very many of you. <laughs> like, I mean, page and Craig are doing a sewing down South collaboration and even getting the press release about that. I'm like, okay, I, I guess good, good for you. Make your money. But I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm sure we'll have more talk about Summer House in the weeks to come. And let me know if you're planning on watching Summer House Martha's Vineyard, because I'm I'm curious to see how it pans out. <sighs> the next thing on my list, um, 
I don't really know how to talk about this, but uh, it's about Ozempic. And the thing is, this is a plea coming from me to you as, as your, uh, you know, your dutiful host. Guys, please stop messaging me about housewives being on Ozempic. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to read messages about it. I don't like speculating on people's bodies. I don't like having other people speculating on people's bodies in a platform that (laughs) I then have to see. Like if I'm posting, reposting a picture that a housewife posted, I will get like a dozen plus DMs that are like, looks like Ozempic or like the Ozempic is working. And it's like, leave me alone. I mean, you shouldn't be commenting that on people's pictures, but at least leave me out of it. Like, I I don't know. It's a really complicated thing. Everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's doing their own thing. But like, I feel like we got to cool it with the Ozempic accusations. Like people have shit going on with their doctors. Kyle Richards (laughs) is like out here fighting for her life and every comment section, which is a whole other can of worms. But it's like, If I could just say one thing, please, please, please stop saying that people are taking Ozempic in my DMs. It's annoying. It's old. I'm not going to respond to it. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. 
please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with honey love. (sighs) Moving on. Let's talk about Beverly Hills. Speaking of Kyle Richards. (sighs) So they're filming for Beverly Hills. They're deep into it. They've been on one cast trip to Vegas so far this season. And there is a lot of talk right now of what is going on with this cast. Because as I'm recording this, I'm recording this in advance, there have been a slew of cameos that people have noticed, people filming. Uh, Camille and Denise were at Kyle's party uh, recently. Kim Richards was seen filming. Sutton hosted an event at her store that Megan King and Meredith and Brooks Marks were at. Uh, We also got a report of uh, a new woman that's joined the cast, potentially as a housewife, Anne-Marie Wiley, who uh, her husband is a former NFL player. There's a lot going on with Beverly Hills right now. And a lot of people asked kind of, what do you think that amounts to? What is the deal with that? And kind of what is your ideal situation? Do I want any of those people to come back? Do I hope that they're there for more than a cameo? And to be honest, I don't. <laughs> I I am all here for a good comeback. You know, I think, for example, Sheree coming back to Atlanta last season was a great decision. I am really excited to see what Tamara is able to do on Orange County. I think there is a time and a place for a comeback. And I don't know that the Beverly Hills cast right now really has those people that would be coming back to the show and making it better. I think it would be something to talk about. I think it would be, you know, it would be a an interesting sort of publicity stunt almost if they were to do that. But like Camille Grammer doesn't, is not like the missing ingredient of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at this point. I, I like her just fine, but she's just not. Ditto for Denise, ditto for Lisa Vanderpump even. Like, I think it is, I think there's a lot of apprehension about this upcoming season of Beverly Hills. And, you know, we're starting to see those whispers. I saw a tweet the other day that it's like, oh, they're scrambling. No storylines are happening. They don't have any drama. They don't know how they're going to piece together a season. And people, this happens every year. With one franchise or another, with even Beverly Hills, it's happened before. It happens every year. These sources are bubbling up saying that nothing is happening. The producers are desperate. They're calling whoever they can. I mean, do I feel super confident that this upcoming season of Beverly Hills is going to be knock your socks off great and there's going to be crazy shit happening left and right? No. I don't know anything about what's been going on on the show. I don't know what the drama is. I don't know who's getting along with who for the most part, but that's okay. I, I kind of am of the mindset that it's like, I'm not going to worry until I need to worry. And so these women are going about their business, filming their show. And look, I'm busy. I hope that you're all busy too. I have other stuff to worry about. I have to watch. We have to watch girls trip. We got Summer House. We got Vanderpump. We got Jersey. Atlanta's coming back. OC's coming back. God willing, hopefully soon. Maybe you have a trailer by now. We've got two new shows coming Sunday nights, May 8th. (laughs) Like, there's enough going on. 
And so, I, I mean, the Beverly Hills stuff, it's fun to see, you know, Kim Richards on a hike with Dorit and Kyle, sure. But, like, I'm just not losing sleep over it. And maybe by the time I record this, we will have seen Denise at, like, six more filming events. And if that's the case, then I stand corrected. But I really don't think any of these people are coming to be, like, cast members on Beverly Hills this season. Kim Richards, I guess, is a little bit of a different situation just because she is actually family with Kyle. So, you know, if if she and Kyle are getting back to a better place, maybe if Kim is doing well, which I hope she is, I we haven't heard much from her lately, you know, maybe she'll be around. Maybe she'll come to a few things here and there. But like, if these women were coming back and holding diamonds, this is something that we would be more aware of. And also, I, people like to lose their minds over this kind of stuff. But if you look at, if you go on Wikipedia, actually, this is one of the best resources. On every franchise's Wikipedia page, there's a timeline of cast members. And it marks off the seasons of when somebody was a main cast member, a friend of, or a guest, which a guest could mean they popped up at one party on the season and were only in it for like 30 seconds. It could mean that they're around quite a bit, but not technically a friend. But if you look at some of these casts for the longer running franchises, it is littered with these little guest markings for former housewives. I mean, I'm looking at the OC one right now as I'm talking. Tammy Knickerbocker is marked as a guest for four different seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County. Lynn Curtin is on there multiple times. Alexis Bellino has popped up since she left. Gretchen has popped up since she left. Gina Keogh has been on a guest like more seasons than she was a housewife. <laughs> like we are, we are bringing people back on a regular basis. It is not unusual for people who have been housewives in the past to pop up at a party. On this upcoming season of Atlanta, we see Cynthia Bailey in the trailer. We see Kim Zolciak in the trailer. On the Wikipedia page, I don't know where they're getting this information, but original housewives Lisa Wu and Deshaun Snow are both marked as guests in the upcoming season 15. I don't know if that's going to be true. <laughs> like, what, Who's inviting Deshaun to what? I don't know. But like, it's not weird. So I think with the Beverly Hills thing, I get why it's something to talk about. And, you know, I'm, you look, I get into it too. I talk about this shit every day, all day. But, I don't know. I just can't get that worked up about it. I say that, of course, I've been talking about this into a microphone for 10 minutes. So, you know, <laughs> don't, maybe just don't listen to me, but it is what it is. And, you know, whatever will be, will be. Uh, this kind of plays into also a, a question that people ask is, is how I feel about knowing storylines and details about a show while they're filming their season. And I, I do think it depends on the situation. I think with something like, let's say, Erica's whole situation a couple seasons ago, it was pretty crazy to be getting those updates as they were filming and then to see those things play out on the show several months later. Some of the Jen Shaw stuff, for example, like early in the seasons, that was really exciting. But I think there is... There's a tendency as Housewives fans, we get these news stories, we get these reports, leaks sometimes, social media posts from cast members while they're filming, and we get really excited. I mean, it's it's authentic. It's genuine. We get excited about information. 
but the thing is when there's six, seven, eight months between when something is unfolding in real time and when we're seeing it on the show, that is so much time for expectations to build, for theories to happen, for people just to get a little too hyped about things happening on the show. And I feel like more often than not, then people are disappointed by the actual show itself. And I mean, certainly there have been times where I've felt like, oh, well, that was kind of a letdown. I expected that to be more exciting, more explosive, more mind-blowing than it was. And I think at a certain point, it's like there's only so much these producers and editors really can do. Like, they can't blow your mind if your expectations are already in the stratosphere. So I think it's, you know, I I do get nervous when I hear absolutely nothing while a show is being filmed. You know, like this Roni reboot, like I've mentioned, every time one of these women has talked publicly about being on the show, they're like, oh, you know, well, it's really fun. And then, you know, but then, you know, there's like supposed to be drama and that's stressful. And like, yeah, but you know, it's fun. And, and like, that makes me nervous because the vibe you get is like none of them actually were interested in doing the drama part, which is important. But also like, I don't want to be hearing after every group filming event, like what the, what happened at the event and who was mad at who and who left early and who was BFFs at that moment. Like it's, it's less fun. I think with Girls Trip too, that that plays into it. I mean, we have gotten so many leaks and reports and rumors of things happening up to the minute while they're filming Girls Trip. And I feel like Girls Trip in particular, because it exists outside of the normal realm of housewives, it's like, I don't need to know all that. This doesn't, it's not really real. Like, when they're at the Elephant Sanctuary in Thailand and we're getting (laughs) these breathless reports of how people were throwing poop at each other and making it sound like it's some, you know, governmental crisis that they're going to get kicked out of the country, which, first of all, was not true. But also, it's like, let me watch the show. We only get but seven episodes of it on Peacock twice a year. Like, just let me watch it. Let me enjoy it, please. (sighs) I don't know. Just like, I think sometimes it's best just to enjoy things. And I think with social media, obviously, it's great. And it's such a community. And it's so fun to participate with people in something that you enjoy. But then also, it does make it hard to kind of put in perspective that it's like, yeah, the reason we're all here on Housewives Twitter, on our Bravo Instagram pages, listening to this podcast, this podcast even existing is because of these TV shows. So if you're watching, if you're so plugged in and so online about everything that then the TV show always feels like it's sort of just struggling to catch up with your expectations at a certain point, it's like, I think you're kind of doing it wrong. And so I, I actually try really hard. I, I'm sure I've talked about this before, I try really hard to watch everything for the most part with an open mind as much as possible and to always be optimistic about whether I'm going to enjoy something because I mean, 
for me, I watch this stuff for my job. For everyone who loves Bravo, it's like you watch all your shows and you obviously have your feelings about them and you feel strongly about them. But it's like, if I have, if I've sunken in hundreds of hours of my life to being a Real Housewives of Orange County fan, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if this season is going to be that good. It's like, I would rather just watch it with kind of a blank slate of no expectations and then be like, okay, that wasn't like an all-time great episode because most of them aren't, but that moment was really funny. That fight was kind of silly and ridiculous and enjoyable. Like, just pick out the good parts. And I think focus less on kind of the overarching, like, soap opera narrative arc of it all. And it starts to, you sort of start to crack open that enjoyment a little bit more again. And I do think it's important to kind of keep that in mind, that it's like, I'm watching all of these shows and I'm spending all of this time on this because it's something I like, not because it's something I have to do, not because it's homework, but because it's like, it's fun. So just let it be fun. Okay. Lastly, I got asked a lot about the Real Housewives of New Orleans rumors that have been happening. If you missed this a couple of weeks ago, the Jasmine brand recorded uh, reported that a production company uh, is looking for NBA wives and socialites in the area to join a reality show. Uh, you know, sources apparently told them that this was uh, for Real Housewives. I <laughs> look. Do I think New Orleans would be a fantastic candidate city for a Real Housewives franchise? Absolutely, I do. I went to college there, so I lived there for four years. I have friends that are, you know, born and raised in New Orleans. I know a lot of people there. It has a, you know, cultural flavor, a specific kind of upper, you know, whatever, upper class society that I think would be really fascinating to watch on a reality show. Um, if you could get the people to participate that really would make it that. Um, I always take these reports, though, with a pretty big grain of salt. I mean, we've seen a lot, a lot of rumors in the last few years about various uh, new Housewives franchises that have not come to fruition. I mean, never forget the day on the internet last year where we were told that Peacock was going to simultaneously announce Real Housewives of was it Phoenix or Scottsdale, Nashville, and Winnetka, Illinois? Uh, none of that came true. None of that was real. It was like a fan-made graphic. Um, but Real Housewives of New Orleans, it sounds exciting. I think I would like to see it. I mean, when you think about the fact that, you know, we have New York in this kind of state of purgatory, who knows how that's going to go. Salt Lake has kind of hit a point where it's like, who knows how that's going to go. It would be fun to have a new city in the mix. Dubai last year was a little bit of a tough one. You know, I think New Orleans is one of the most potential places they could pick. Best potential? <laughs> most. It's the most potential place, sure. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, thank you for sending in those questions, thoughts, comments, concerns. Um, Now let's talk about Below Deck Sailing Yacht and this season premiere. Really, I think at this point, season four, we have Captain Glenn, Chief Stu Daisy, First Officer Gary, Chief Engineer Colin back. For the third season in a row, we have this core four together. This is a this is a below deck masterpiece, this foursome. I don't know. I would have to go back and look. I don't know if there's ever been a a group like this that has stuck together three seasons in a row with these four people. And I I mean, really that level of chemistry is something that is really difficult to find. And going back to when a few years ago, both Kate and Hannah left their respective franchises, the below deck cinematic universe has kind of been in a state of struggle a little bit to really find those people that are going to, have the personalities and the chemistry and the charisma for audiences to latch onto again. I mean, I think Kate and Hannah were really, really instrumental in getting Below Deck to the sort of cultural phenomenon status that it was. And, you know, they've had some some kind of flops here and there trying to replace them. We've had a few different one-season Chief Stews come and go, Daisy, I think, is sort of the successor to Kate and Hannah, obviously on a different show, but spiritually, I feel that in my bones. And having her back with Gary, uh, with Colin, and with Glenn is so fun. Colin is single this season. Uh, Gary has COVID, so he's not in this episode. That is sad for him. He's under the impression that he keeps testing positive because he is sleeping on his sheets and breathing into his pillow and like breathing out COVID onto the pillow and then breathing back in more COVID that he breathed out from the pillow. I think that Gary should stick with working on yachts and not try to become an epidemiologist. Um, But I was, (laughs) I was very amused that his one appearance in the episode was over the phone trying to explain to Glenn how uh, viral 
infections work. But anyway, hopefully we will have Gary back next week very soon. Uh, But we get to meet Chef Alicia. She's straight in from Australia. Our stews this season are Lucy and Madison, who Daisy smartly makes them both junior stews because she is not here for the drama with second and third this season. God, what happened to a time and place when people could be made a third stew or a second stew and not lose their damn minds? We have had two two recent below deck iterations where people have not been able to handle their shit about the second and third stew placements. Last season on below deck, oh my God, I could not listen to those women anymore. Like, get over it. Being second stew does not mean that you get to bully the third stew. And being third stew does not mean that you get to be like whining about your position. It's just about experience, guys. I'm hoping we can avoid that this season because I I really I can't go back there. Our deckhands for the season are Chase and Alex. Alex is hot. Can I say that? Alex is hot. Uh, he's from Florida. Uh, Chase is from South Carolina? Charleston, yes. Uh, Madison is also from Florida. Lucy is from Wales. So that's fun. Uh, she speaks a little Welsh that went above my head. I don't know. Uh, and we're in Sardinia this season. It's beautiful. It's scenic. Uh, it's, it's giving Italy. <laughs> uh, we've had below deck med and sailing seasons before on like the Amalfi coast area, I believe, but I don't think we've ever been to Sardinia. So it's fun. They're still, Season after season, they're finding these new locales on the shore of Europe. Who knew there were so many? I mean, we've been to France. We've been to Spain. We've been to Italy. We've been to Greece. We've been to Croatia. I mean, we're we're going to be running out of places soon. Yes, we've been to Malta. I'm trying to think where else they could go. Are yachts a thing in like like North Africa? Could we go on like the the bottom end of the Mediterranean? You could do like a Turkey kind of vibe. Like Tel Aviv, is that a thing? I don't know. This is this is not the reason we're here. The biggest the biggest drama in this premiere, unfortunately, is that the engine don't work. Colin's down there on his hands and knees, getting his little fingers all greasy. He's like, Captain, Captain, we got a problem. It's not working. I he's trying to like hotwire it at one point. I'm like, is that what we do with a with a big ass boat when it doesn't work, we uh we like rub the wires together like you're Ferris Bueller stealing a car. I haven't seen the movie in a while. I don't remember if he hot wires a car, but like Colin, sweet baby Colin, you're gonna get in the words of Mama Joyce, you're gonna get blown the fuck up. Please. <laughs> Finally, after they decide that they're not moving on the first day. Colin sees some water in the engine seems bad. And he's like, nah, okay, now I can't touch it anymore. Now, now I should really leave it alone. Yeah. You think that you got to get the caterpillar guys in there. You got to call the Sardinia caterpillar team. You got to have them come in and look, they come the next day. It's these like sweet little Italian men. And they're like, no, that's a two week job. Two weeks, 15 days. God, I could literally never do this whole yacht thing because I feel like every season, and maybe this is like TV magic. Don't spoil it for me if you have yacht knowledge and you're like, oh, they're they're playing it up for TV. I could just simply never. It's so stressful. 
I log on to do to do my little tasks for the day. And if my Wi-Fi is a little bit slow, my morning is ruined. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> if my if my Top Chef screener doesn't arrive at the time that I thought it might, then I have to rearrange my whole afternoon. I could never be on my hands and knees in the engine of a yacht. Like, if futzing with the wires, I would absolutely blow myself up accidentally. But also, I would probably want to. I would need sweet release. You know, like, let me go. <laughs> At least let me hang out on the beach. I, oh, my God. It's so stressful. It just is so stressful. The guests do seem lovely. It's just like eight ladies who are trying to have a good time. They want to have an EDM night. They're like a little bit bummed that they can't leave the shore, but they go on a little tender ride and they're fine. They're loving the food. They're loving the drinks. They're loving the shitty decorations. These are the, the perfect guests to start the season, especially because things are, you know, less than ideal. We don't have Gary. We don't have a working engine, but you know, at least we're drunk. What more could we ask for? Uh, I do feel in my bones that this is going to be a good season. I don't know how much I will keep up with recapping it just because, like I mentioned earlier, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to keep track of. Uh, but hopefully we will dip in and out um, of below deck sailing this season. Uh, I'll be dipping in and out of the ocean, not the water in the engine, because that seems bad. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out these past couple weeks. I will be back from vacation very soon, and I will be back to talking about all our favorite shows. Uh, so make sure you are following the show wherever you listen so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Uh, make sure to rate, review, follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. Follow me at Dylan Hafer. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.